Take your team to new heights with training you can trust from CBTC. Unlock your team's potential with affordable seminars and customized training in topics like leadership, safety, manufacturing, transportation, and technology. CBTC is more than a provider. We are your partner for talent upskilling, licensure renewal, recertification, and much more. Discover the impacts that come with our training, from heightened productivity to enhanced teamwork and a commitment to a safer workplace. Visit cbtc.edu slash workforce solutions to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, the podcast that gets my perspectives on sports. I'm Derek. My dad, Scott, will be joining us throughout the episode. It's a new year. We're going to talk some NHL, but before we do that, I'm going to talk about a little trip I had over break to my grandparents in upstate New York, a place called Utica. Let me just say the food there is just beyond compare. There's this one place, Ventura's. I mean, the Italian food there, I can't even describe it. It's just amazing. Then there's foods like tomato pie and half moon cookies. Tomato pie, by the way, is not a pie made of tomatoes before anyone starts trying to make that assumption. And half moon cookies are the are, are the precessor to black and white, which are also found a bit south of that area. Then there's the sports with a minor league hockey team called the Utica Comets that everybody gets passionate about. And an indoor soccer team called Utica City FC that gets a lot of buzz. So, from my experience, we went to three Utica Comet games. They lost all three of those. But we saw one win in Utica City FC. They also dropped in the third quarter. They dropped a giant soccer ball from the roof in celebration of the new year, which was the day we had gone. Which was the day we had gone to that game. So a lot was exciting. Obviously, I got to see the family, my grandparents, and got to enjoy the time there. That was a good time had by all, and I know when it came to the, and of course, uh, Utica, New York, upstate New York is where your mom and dad are from. Yeah, us. Uh, You got to, with the hockey experience, what is an actual fight. Yes, you this got- isn't one of these hugging contests where you know people get all jazzed up at a at a high school game or a or a college game in the Midwest, and there's some pushing and shoving, and maybe somebody face washes somebody else, or there's a maybe one little punch uh, over the shoulder of a referee as they're trying to break things up. No, this wasn't. This was an actual fight. The, 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 the cops are standing around. The cops want to get involved. Like they, they want to throw blows. Fans are looking to get on the ice. And this is, this is American Hockey League action, too, one step from the NHL. This is not some uh, Saturday night beer league in northern Quebec. This is legitimate hockey. But guys are throwing things at each other, and there's cursing in the stands. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I mean, I was enjoying it. I'm not sure my sister was enjoying it as much as oh, I... Oh, she was throwing hands, too. Oh, she was? I didn't see her doing that. Oh, no, nobody... Uh, I think nuns and priests were in the crowd, all right, throwing things on the ice. Oh, it was it was fantastic. 
Uh, and that's the way minor league hockey was when I was growing up every single week. That was great. And, and Derek, even though our team lost that day, even the Utica fans left uh, satisfied because, you know what, if we're not going to win, let's at least see a, a you know, a, a big bloody brawl on the ice and, and the, the, the goalies getting involved. It's too bad the other goalie didn't want to get involved, though we could have had something really fun. Yeah, it's just a very exciting thing to see. Two guys going at it, and then pretty soon it's four guys going at it. The fans want to jump the boards. They want to get involved. The cops are standing there. They look like they want to get involved. Everybody's cursing in the stands. It's just a completely exciting atmosphere. A lot of profanity. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you want to know what? From an actual game standpoint, things loosen up after that. Before that, there had been about four or five minutes of, of some cheap shots. There had been guys barking at each other on the benches. You really weren't seeing hockey for about a five to ten minute stretch. And then once you had the fight, everything opened up after that. So there is a purpose to these fights. It's, it's, it's one of the things that always kind of always brings a limit to how much I can enjoy, say, college hockey, where they all wear the birdcage or they wear the bubble. All right. Many of those players had played without the cage or the bubble in juniors, but heaven forbid you, you know, you, you, ha, you, you NCAA, which who knows what it's going to even exist like in a few years, believes you have to. And I've been given every excuse right down to insurance as to why they have to. But one of the, one of the things, if you go to say a blue gold game, things get mucked up because they can't just release and clean things up themselves out there. It gets mucked up, and then I always laugh when people will, you know, they'll come to me and say, oh, there was a fight at the Blue Goal game on Friday night. There wasn't a fight. Guys got up. They shoved each other. No, this was guys were on the ice. Some players had taken liberties with each other. There had been sticks that had been raised. What we saw in Utica was a pure policing of it and yes i enjoyed it yes this is an entertainment thing it is there's nothing wrong with with enjoying it the crowd was going bonkers you had better hockey after that uh, you, you know derek i could hijack your whole podcast talking about fighting and hockey and why i believe that it going away will ultimately put a, a cap as to how far hockey can go but this is your podcast. Yep, Sari, this is my podcast, and I would like to talk some NHL on it. Uh, there's still some fights in the NHL. There was a couple of lion brawls this week in the NHL. Yeah, so fighting is not just an AHL thing. This is in the pros, too. They'll, you'll see them going at it. Well, talking statistics in the NHL, let's start, start off with some standings. In the Metro, you got the New York Rangers at 26-10-1 on 53 points. Bit of a steep drop-off down to Carolina, who's 21-13-4 on 46 points. Then you got the New York Islanders, 18-10-10 on, also on 46. Then it's Philadelphia, 19-13-6, 44 points. New Jersey, 20, 14, and 2, 42 points. Then there's Washington, 18, 12, and 6, also on 42. Then it's Pittsburgh, 
They're at 19, 14, and 4. Also on 42 points. And then Columbus at 13, 19, and 8 on 34 points. In the Atlantic, it's the Bruins on top at 23, 8, and 6 on 52 points. The Florida Panthers behind them, 24, 12, and 2 on 50 points. Then it is Toronto on 45 points. They're there. Tampa Bay on 43 points. Hot on their tail is the Detroit Red Wings on 42 points. It is Montreal who trails them at 37 points. The Buffalo Sabres right behind them at 36. And Ottawa, bit of a disappointing season so far, in last place at 28 points. Bit of a disappointing start for the Ottawa Center. In the Central, moving over to the Western Conference, it's the Colorado Avalanche on 53 points. The Winnipeg Jets right behind them on 52 points. They've gone on a bit of a hot streak. Dallas is behind them on 49 points. Nashville on 43. Arizona's on 40 points. And then it's St. Louis right behind them. 39 points. Then we get to Minnesota, who's had 36 points and a bit of a rocky year. And finally, Chicago on 24 points. Also a bit of a slow start, despite having Connor Bedard, one of the most exciting young talents. They've just had some struggles. Oh, One, well, I think they might be a year away from really competing. Well, that's a great way to put it. Honestly, yeah, they got Connor Bedard, but they still need to build all of it around it, all of it around him, and be able to compete. In the Pacific, it's the Vancouver Canucks on top on 51 points, Vegas at 49, it's the Los Angeles Kings at 46, Seattle Kraken on 41, the Edmonton Oilers at 39 points, the Calgary Flames also at 39, the Anaheim Ducks at 27 points, and the San Jose Sharks at 21 points. So just to sum that up, some teams are having hot trends like Vancouver this season. Some teams are having some slow seasons like Ottawa. And, and as we've said before, Derek, this is the time of the year now where uh, we, we had said back around Thanksgiving, oddly enough, the teams that are in contention around Thanksgiving tend to be the teams that are in the playoffs or at the very least near contention towards the end of the season. Now that you've gone past the holidays, the unofficial midway point of the season, that just continues to be validated right there. Oddly enough, the fun thing for a lot of fan base is when it comes to hockey is is looking at those middle tier races what are you looking at as far as who's contending for playoff spots and, and whatnot and right now as we sit here the only teams that i think really you can cross off would be ottawa uh, ottawa's been in a down spiral for the last few years buffalo's hanging around i think you you, you might cl- cross off columbus uh 
Chicago's not going to be able to make a run. Minnesota's been hanging around, but four straight losses now doesn't help. And then you got Anaheim and San Jose. So maybe there's five or six teams that you cross off, but as we begin the 2024 calendar year there's a lot of teams that are very much in that playoff position and and down the way here we'll look at who's got the best records vancouver's been on a heater as you mentioned colorado's back there winnipeg is up there Uh, the new york rangers have been very strong all season long and then quietly you've got boston which we know what they did last year, and they're on a redemption tour. And Florida, which has won six straight, is up there. So lots of good things, and I know in a future episode you'll probably look at uh, individual leaders as well. Yeah, I was actually going to talk some individual leaders later on here in this one, but before I do that, I want to talk about the NHL All-Star Game. Now, that's not until February 1st will be in Toronto, but there's one thing I noticed about how the NHL formats their NHL All-Star Game picks. They have one player from every team represented at least. Then it goes over to the fans where they vote on 12 more players to be added into the All-Star Game. I find that very interesting in comparison to how other leagues do it because you've got one player representing every single team, even if the team's in last place. Because the last place team, unless the fans like really want them to succeed, they're most likely not gonna get the most votes for their players. So I kinda like how the NHL formats the All-Star Game, the All-Star Game picks. How you like that format? Well, we'll see how it plays out. Making sure there's a representative of every team has been something that a number of leagues have made a focus at one point or another over the years. Baseball has always had at least one representative from every team. And I think basketball is the only one just because of the sheer number of the rosters that I don't think ever has had it be a requirement at least in the last 25, 30 years as the league expanded. I don't think it's a a bad thing to make sure you have at least one representative and you can, even not just because of of, uh, uh, ratings or, or interest or things like that, I just think it optically looks good to have at least one even if there might be uh, one or two deserving players that get left off. Yeah, that's the thing. With this, there might be a player on a bad team that's really shining, but the rest of the team is struggling. Giving them this chance is, well, it's a good thing to have. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I know I... I'm not that passionate about it. I know there are some people very passionate about this sort of topic. But for me, if you want to make sure every team has at least one representative and then maybe the better teams are getting more than one representative, then I'm all I'm okay with that. I like looking at it from that perspective. Everybody gets one and then the rest of the roster is filled out by uh, the best of the remaining lot. Yeah, that's good thing to put that'll actually move us into one more topic i want to talk about which is some individual stats 
Starting off with points, which is goals and assists. In first, it's Nikita Kucherov from Tampa Bay. He's got 64 points. Then it's Nathan McKinnon from Colorado. He's also got 64. And in the bronze medal spot is Atemi Panarin from the New York Rangers on 53. A bit of a tie there with a few other players. So the points category, it's a bit of a high jump between the first two and the third place. In goals, it's Austin Matthews from Toronto on 30 goals to, to for me, really no surprise. He's a goal-scoring machine. In second, Nikita Kucherov from Tampa Bay with 27. And Sam Reinhart from Florida. Again, Florida really showing what they are made of this season. He's on 25. Moving over to the goalies. Goals again the goals against average for these team. Starting off with Aiden Hill from the Vegas Golden Knights. He has the lowest goals against average at a 1.93, which is very low in a league like the NHL that you that as the goals start to continue to grow a bit more, you start to see more four or five goal games now. There's still those two one games or those one zeros, but the games are starting to get some more goals, so having a 1.93 is actually really good. In second place, it is Cam Talibut from the Los Angeles Kings. He's at a 2.10 goals again average, so he's averaging about two goals against every single game, which is a little bit worse than the first Aiden Hill, but that is still nothing to scoff at. And in third, it is it is Lingren from Washington. He's at 2.27 goals against averaging per game. So a lot to look out for in those goalies as players try to get the puck past them. Those players are trying to get the goals like Nikita Kucherov and Austin Matthews. They're going to want to get those goals, get up that chart, and show what they're really made of. So to wrap it all up, we got the this NHL brand new year. Some teams are looking new year, new team. Other teams are looking to keep it the same way. And of course, Derek, in addition to the NHL, you've got high school basketball to pay attention to. Yeah, I've got high school basketball games to prepare to call with you. Yeah, we've got North Memorial basketball coming up uh, this upcoming Tuesday night uh, right here at Oak Hometown Media and our radio friends, 93.5. You being a kid that goes to South Middle School, you will remain uh, uh, neutral, though. You're not pulling for Memorial over North, right? No, I'm not going to pull for anybody in that game. Well, that should about do it in this edition. I'm Derek Marasano, and that'll do it for this edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast.